There is no light part in my penance, pursued Jacob Marley. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. A chance and hope of my procuring, Ebenezer. Welcome to the Things I Preach to Myself About podcast. I'm your host, Rich Vangen, with a special introduction from Jacob Marley talking to Ebenezer. A Christmas Carol, probably one of the most popular Christmas works of fiction that was written by Charles Dickens. It was meant to urge us to honor the Christmas spirit in our hearts and keep it all year round. Sort of a written way of encouragement to draw families close and promote the gift of giving to others. Now, as much as I love the story with its warmth of having second chances, I have to confess, though, for me, this time of the season is really annoying. Now, I'm not trying to be a Scrooge in the sense of having disdain for others who are striving for joy and happiness, pursuing peace on earth, goodwill toward men. But I'm I'm just plain sick of the commercialized facades that are being pushed down our throats and the people who run around celebrating something they don't even really understand. They go through this whole holly jolly malarkey for several weeks, but usually by December 31st, they've packed up their holiday cheer and spirits and revert back to the old normal day-to-day way of life. Now, in full disclosure, please note that my position for this message today isn't going to be Captain Negative. In fact, I had made a promise to share a positive message, and that's what I intend to do. You see, over the years, I've really grown to understand what this time of the year is supposed to be about. That it isn't just some cute baby story filled with animals and wise men or shining stars on a silent night. Because, you see, that part of the Bible story being told in the Gospels is not really the beginning of the story nor is the story complete after the manger narrative. Yet sadly, so many are missing the beginning of the full story, the story that begins at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and finishes at Revelation chapter 22, verse 21, beginning with the words, In the beginning, God, and ending with the words, The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. Now, it's important to understand the baby Jesus' full beginning. It's important to understand why he came. And it's important to understand what his ultimate goal was in coming. The Bible says that all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Which brings us back to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God. And from the end of the last book of the Bible, Revelation, we see the prayer for the grace of the Lord Jesus to be with us. And it is only by his grace poured out for us that we can even look to the heavens and worship the Creator. So what we really see is the beginning of that baby in the manger, the one who was from the beginning of time, that through whom all things were created. We see that baby next come into earth in human form, yet also fully God. 
We know him as the one the prophet Isaiah said in 7.14, would be born of a virgin and his name would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. The creator of all things, coming to earth to walk among his people and ultimately save and deliver them from the sting of death. And we also see Jesus as judge over the earth at the end times. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Whether we accept it or not, we've been separated from God because of our sins. God is a righteous and holy God, perfect and pure, unable to allow sin. And our sin is separating us from fellowship with God. And because we can't remedy that problem ourselves, since the only payment for sin is a perfect and unblemished sacrifice offering, God sent his son Jesus to die in our place, taking the full punishment that we deserve. Jesus is pure and sinless without blemish, thus fulfilling the requirements. And the good news is because Jesus did that, we now have a way back to God through the shed blood of his son, who paid the price, paved the way, and now intercedes before the Father for us. Essentially, before Christ was in our lives, if indeed we have received him as Lord and Savior, God looked at us as filthy rags, unable to even approach his throne. But if we have believed and received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God can now look on us through his son Jesus, and we're declared right or righteous before him. And that is the basics of the gospel, the good news message. And that's why that baby in the manger was so important. That was when God gave us the grace and mercy of his love. So how did all this get lost in translation to get to our modern Christmas stories? Well, I'll just claim right here and now that I'm not going to get into historical narratives that have involved a multitude of transitions by various cultures that blended various rituals over the last centuries. Others have already researched and written multiple tomes about that very subject. I will state that the events of the birth of the Messiah, though, that was something that Satan himself didn't want to occur. And if he couldn't stop the plans of God, he would do what he could to remove, or at the very least water down, the significant truths of the birth of Yeshua, Jesus. You see, that old serpent, the devil himself, easily affected the world's views of the arrival of Jesus in the town of Bethlehem by detracting the truth of Jesus and getting the focus put on superfluous holiday things instead of who that baby in the manger really is. And in Matthew's account, we do learn who that baby is. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and Mary, informing them that the baby that Mary was carrying was conceived by the Holy Spirit of God and that, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Cited from Isaiah 7.14. So Jesus, or Yeshua, means the Lord is salvation. 
And the word Emmanuel is a Hebrew word, meaning God with us. So we have God who is not only coming to us, but also saving us through this very baby that was born in the manger. That, in and of itself, is worthy of more than a few carols and gatherings and gift exchanges. That is the event that we should all be in reverential awe of God's grace and love to this fallen world. That is the cause for us to worship God with our complete heart. So while folks are decking the halls and dashing through the snow, there's a missed understanding of that baby and why he came. As Yuletide greetings are exchanged as fast as children opening presents, there is a Savior being pushed into the background. And though people will busy themselves to attend their annual church commitment and sing some Christmas carols to fill their moods with holiday cheer, few, if any, will remember the sermon soon after. But something I've learned, that it's imperative that we push aside the world's version of the holiday season and place before us the biblical version of the season. You see, we humans, we like to commemorate various events in history as a reminder of the significance of that event. We celebrate our birthdays or our anniversaries. We note historical events and reflect annually of the impact they had. The Old Testament Israelites would observe various feasts and celebrations as a remembrance of God's grace and mercy. The early church would observe annual events in a calendar that would mark the potential dates of historic events. We reflect on all these things with regularity, but then move right along afterward to the next big thing. But with Jesus Christ coming to his creation to save us from our sins that separated us from eternal glory and to give us that second chance with God, we can't simply look upon the manger scene as a blip in the historical timeline. So like Marley was warning Ebenezer, we too have been warned how to escape the fate of condemnation from our old nature. We have the opportunity to glimpse into the past, into the present, and the future through the eyes of the Creator Himself, Jesus Christ, through His Word, the Bible. Because God writes the whole story, we need to read it and know it and live it every day not just once or twice a year. This is a story that cannot be taken lightly. It is not one that can simply be brought out and decorated for a little while and then packed up and put away until next year. Because, sadly and truthfully, tomorrow is never promised. Having a second chance in life isn't necessarily guaranteed, but if you're listening to this, you have an opportunity at this very moment to look at the child laying in the manger in a new light. That innocent baby we celebrate during this time of the year is actually the very God of the universe, the creator of all things, and he will be the judge of all creation at the end times. His Christmas story is told in the very pages of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus himself said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Jesus is from the very beginning, and Jesus is forever. Folks, the true reason for the season is 
all we need in this life and for the life to come. We are to worship him not only once or twice a year on select holidays, but we're to worship him every day of our lives. Even the angels in heaven declare, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And they also say, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So I'll just close with this. What child is this? That child is Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Receive him today as Lord and Savior, and then celebrate daily your newness in life through Christ Jesus. He alone can repair your past. He alone can give you the present of a new heart today. And he alone can glorify you in the future kingdom of heaven. There is no other name under heaven and on earth by which we can be saved. Celebrate Jesus this season in your heart as your Savior. Amen. This has been a special podcast of Things I Preach to Myself. Again, I'm your host, Rich Fangen, and I truly pray that you take the time to reflect during this holiday season on the true meaning of Christmas, the true meaning of the season. And I pray that that this reflection would be a daily start in your heart every day. So may God bless you and your family. May God work a mighty miracle in your hearts and your lives through that little baby in the manger, Jesus, our Messiah. God bless you.